on SAFM. Last week, Tuesday, we had a conversation about oral history conference which took place in the Free State province. We did receive a call from Cyril in Gokstad and he raised concerns about how history of the Koen San and the Nama and the Khrikwa people often goes untold. We received a call from Aisha as well in Uppington subsequent to that very conversation who promised us a list of grievances when we have this conversation. We do anticipate certainly that Aisha will participate. Now, we have it then, the African narrative focusing on the Khoisan, Nama, and Khrikwa people, and many might say appropriately so, the indigenous people in the true sense of the term of the territory now that is bordered as South Africa. Paramount chief of the Nama Traditional Council our man, Manier Fredericks, is on the line. Mr. Martinez Fredericks, uh, good evening. Thank you so much for joining us. Good evening to uh, the listeners and to everybody else who's listening. Quick question. I have an exclamation mark and A-M-A-N. How do I pronounce that word? I mean, it is within the Nama um, community of the traditional council. You're the paramount chief of that traditional council. How do I pronounce exclamation mark A-M-A-N? Yeah, no, it, it starts with the with exclamation. With, in Nkosa, it would be an X. And in the Nama language, it's an Nkaman. Okay, Aman, Aman. Okay, so Paramount Chief of the Aman Traditional Council, Mr. Martinez Fredericks. Fredericks. Tell us then, please, sir, about the work of the Traditional Council and what are some of the work that it does in engaging the questions that are particular to it or the communities it represents and what it is in its work that it is advocating for. Wow, how do I how do I put it into a few minutes? It's a long story. Sure, I accept. The, yeah, the 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 history of the Nkama people is like, um, where do I start? In 1685, uh, Simon von Estelle make a make a trip up to the land of the Nkama, of the Amakwas. The Amakwas, the Nkaman. And little Nama are the same people. So those people never disappeared from the country. Although people are led to believe that those people have disappeared, they've never disappeared. We're still around. Yeah, I'm, 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 I'm hoping you're going to continue in, in, in telling us the narrative around there, Mr. Fredericks. Okay. So what happened around about 18, 1806, there was uh, the Battle of Um The chief has been taken out of the country into Namibia uh, merely to say that we don't submit to the British rule and we'll seek it out from the other side of the Orange River, which was at the time the Great Kharib. And for the last 200 years, the chieftaincies of the Nkama has been, been in place up till now. So uh, many people have led to believe that uh, there is no 
deficiencies of the Namakwa, but uh, the true the fact of the story is that uh, they've never disappeared. Um, the Amakwas has been divided into five clans, of which all the main families are of the Vodboys, with the Kubisen, the Afrikaners, Jan Jonker Afrikaners, which were called Eichan uh, Klein, the Lambert people who are called the Haikwan, the Goliath people who has been called the Haikwan, and then um, to, in total, it, it, we were about five clans, and those clans after 16 of after 1806, the Battle of Blauberg has moved the chieftains into Namibia, and from there they hold the fort up till today. And recently, in 2016, they started to to realize that they have to come back to the their own historical territories, and so they are. Recouping, they run a unification program, and most of the people that are, we find on this side, on the southern side of the Great Harib, which is now Orange River, are taking now account of the of the um, identity, and they realize that they were not Cape Colors, but they are Nama people. So let me stop there. Yeah. yeah, there are. There, there will be a few questions. It, it, it does sound, um, because of the ignorance, society has almost been forced into that there will almost be a, a reference question that will always abound. I don't know, and, and, and I speak of my own ignorance, which I would imagine is shared, when we talk about the Khoi community, when we talk about the San people, when we talk about the Nama people, are we talking about the same people? Are we talking about different people? And what distinguishes these groups, these people, these traditions, these cultures, or the languages? Can you just talk to us now? When we talk about the Khoi, San, and the Nama people, what are we talking about? And what are some of the misunderstandings that society generally incorporates in referring to, or in referring rather, to the Khoi, the San, and the Nama people? Okay, let me try and answer that question. The Khoi in the sun are from the same, um, they come from the same mother's birth. The Khoi Khoi of South Africa, uh, all of them are of Nama descent. There's a word that they call Kawas, and the, the history of the Kawas is that all the Khoikhoi and San people of the Khoikhoi of, of people of the Western Cape, Northern Cape, uh, Eastern Cape, were speaking the same language. They only was they only differed in dialect, mm-hmm. but they were speaking the Namagovap. Uh, that's what we called it. Um, today, people part of Khoikhoi but it used to be Namagovap with different dialect. And uh, the, 
the the Busman people that uh, were part of the original stock. Uh, remember that the original stock divided in two parts. One part was um, herders, the other part were, became hunter gatherers. And but we all from the same stock. If you look at the the DNA of Koi Koi and San people, LO is the common um, DNA of both of the two groups. So that tells you that we come, we both come from the same uh, bloodline. The establishment of the National Koi and San Council. This now happened in the first administration under President Mandela. This is now nineteen. 19- 99. What at its core was the basis of its founding? This does in many respects dovetail to my first question. I know you responded to that by giving us the historical aspects to it, but when the council itself was started, the National Coin Sand Council in 99, what was it intended to do? I'm asking this question because I want to understand what it is doing now. Yeah, that's a million dollar question. The, the National Coin Sand Council was never meant to be a permanent structure. And up to date, between 2009 and to date, the National Coin Sun Council was never a statutory entity. It was never meant to be a legal body. It was, at the time, an, an advisory structure. When Nelson Mandela was speaking to the Koi people, he asked... Uh, for input from the Koi and San people. And people organized themselves into advisory structures. So you had, at the time, the five groups, the Nama, the Rikwa, the Kurana, the Cape Koi, the Guzman. And those groups identified people to represent them at the time. But it was never intended to become the only entity. But over time, the NKC, which is called the National Coalition Council, um, the members of that's currently sitting on that structure, um, never changed, never been re-elected, never been elected, uh, never consulted. Um, so they were speaking on behalf of the Koyan San people, and they've made serious mistakes. They've signed off on certain things that they never had a mandate for. So yeah, that's a, a big problem for all the Koyan San people in the country. Let's take calls. We're talking about the Koyan the San communities in the general sense. Mr. Martinez Fredericks, the paramount chief of the Ngama traditional council, otherwise known as the number for those who can't get the clicks and twists going. The time is 21-27. Let's educate each other. I think it's probably the best way to perhaps engage this. We've got the Paramount Chief, of course, giving us a historical context and background. I've already marked one or two questions that I would like to probe in deeper um, conversation, not least the land question that certainly is having the country up and awake because this is something very topical. It is tied to identity as it is tied to the economy and related development that comes with it. But because last week we fielded a couple of questions, notably from Aisha and Cyril in Coxstead, let us go to them now. The first caller, Aisha. Evening, Aisha. Your thoughts, please. 
a good evening, Songeza. Good evening to your guest. Songeza, I just want to educate you about Kenama people quickly. Mm-hmm. This is the one nation out of the five groupings that they stand together. And if they decide something, just that. You can forget. <laughs> the Popa dance, if you like. Uh-huh. If they decide something, the rest, they say, uh, the Popa Sal dance, ne? Yes, the Popa dance, huh? I love dance. Okay, let me introduce myself to your guests. Ekasus, on David Kruipers, a personal assistant, so that they ons going I work now for the opvolger David Karitet. I agree with your speaker about the National Khoisan Council by an illegitimate body. <laughs> I lodged a complaint with with Coxter and then the the woman that was in charge supposed to run the procedure properly told me but you guys did this. <laughs> so they are illegitimate. What I want to talk about is the language question. Hello? Yeah, we here. Go for it. The language question. Now, I am sick and tired of hearing about Lou and Katrina Iso. If the state was serious about our culture and our heritage, Nama language has a dictionary. There are speakers in South Africa. There are textbooks. Why is the Nama language not an official language after 27 years? One. And two, why are our children not learning it in the schools yet? And on the land question, (laughs) I have a problem with the constitution that says South Africa belongs to all who live in it. I don't think that uh, that was the actual intention when those men were sitting there. There, there was probably not a woman in the room. <laughs> the land belongs to us. We are the indigenous people of this country, and no land discussions must be had without us. And not the puppets at the National Khoisan Council, because he is right. They were sent there just as an interim structure. They have now negotiated on our indigenous plants and signing contracts with the Department of Environmental Affairs when the indigenous knowledge holders are not consulted. So, so there's everything wrong. Everything is wrong. Pause the thought. Let's move on. Thank you so much, Aisha. I have asked that the Paramount Chief, Martinez Fredericks, just to make a note of some of the comments that you have made, and he will reply. Let's go to the original open-close quote propagator of this conversation. I won't use the word instigator. In Coxstad, Cyril, good evening. Thank you so much for listening and for being as active now as you were last week. Your thoughts, please. Good evening, good evening, and good evening, South Africa. Nungeza, uh, I'll be doing injustice just to participate in this way, yeah? I did send you an email that I won't make it this uh, evening, but next Tuesday, I'm willing, but I'll send you an email. But 
uh, the little bit time that I have here, uh, I can participate. Now, you've asked a very uh, 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 pertinent question there to the to the Panama chief there about the NKC National Caution Council. Now, just my input on that, and I'll come to the land issue. The NKC was started by the Greco Consulting, the former late uh, our president, Mandela, and uh, that's when democracy started. That's in 1997. Uh, I will summarize it. The former president said, get your house in order, and then come back. And from there, I think Wali Musa was the Minister of Constitutional Development. So the work of the NKC was for the accommodation of constitutional development, uh, 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 constitutional uh, distinct, uh, uh, distinct, uh, uh, empowerment of the Khoisan. Then there was uh, 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 the desk from Art and Culture, and the service provider, if I should call it that way, was, I think, four or five professors at uh, Dr. Dean that went around to see, to do a feasibility study right through South Africa. So the complaints coming now, I won't go into that. I will take the opportunity the government gave us. So this uh, uh, crew, if I should call it that way, the feasibility study group, they went around South Africa to see the existence of these different clans, you want to call it clans mm-hmm. uh, or descendants from the from the Khoisan. Mm. Then what happened, it looks like the five predominant uh, uh, groups were the Khoisan, Nama, Greek, uh, 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 yeah, those five groups. But there are other groups too, like the Hesekwa and so on and so on. But it's for the people, you know, we, we in South Africa we've got a, a, a lack of uh, interest she send with the land claim. I'll come back to the land claim. A lack of interest that we are not participating, like tonight. Uh, this is an opportunity, which I'm very, very grateful uh, to give us this opportunity, is what we make out of it. But I just want to correct that now, that the NKC was for constitutional, uh, uh, thing, uh, uh, the, the constitutional in, uh, just to, to come in. From there now, uh, the, 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 the main issue there was the 2003 Framework Act that was made available for the Ngoni, if I should use that word Ngoni, but the question was left out. Then there was the draft of the Khoisan. The Khoisan had the opportunity to, to give input in the draft. But because it's one act, later stages were to make submissions once the thing was government gazetted, we're all stakeholders, so nobody can say that he didn't get an opportunity, and that he's not taking notice uh, of making or know about making submissions. So those submissions were, make, were made. What we can say, did the process, was the process not flawed with these submissions? That's one issue that I can talk next week. So that's where we are. But now comes in expropriation without compensation. Now, this uh, uh, constitutional uh, uh, accommodation for the Khoisan, how do you accommodate the descendants of the Khoisan? You see, I'm not saying Khoisan because there is such as a Khoisan umbrella word. We're, uh, a Greek was a descendant of the Khoi and the San. You see? So what happens now, 
How do you make accommodation for traditional leadership without land? When you read uh, the Act now, 3 of 2019, that Act does not make provision for kings and queens from the Khoisan. And neither does it make provision for land. Let me move on. Cyril, sorry, I I, I do want to give Martinez an opportunity to engage both what you are saying and as well as what Aisha has said. Martinez, let's actually reply to Aisha first because she got her thoughts through. And if there is time, perhaps there might even be an exchange between yourself and Cyril. We can always call you back, Cyril, but let's give Martinez an opportunity to respond first, please. Wow. Um... Yes, Ngezwe, I've been listening very attentively to the two speakers, and Aisha were absolutely correct in uh, making a statement. But uh, the second speaker, it's very interesting to to understand that um, they say that the, the Griqua people were, were part of the discussion getting into uh, setting up the NKC. Now, in terms of the land issue for me, what is very interesting is that uh, there's two ways of getting um, control of, of the land. One is that you buy the land legally, and we know that the Khoi and San people never sold their land. The second one is in terms of international legislation, that if there's a war, you you... The owner of the land gets fought by the by the other party, and then the winner gets signed in articles of capitalization. And we all know that the only articles of capitalization were signed between the Dutch and the, and the British. So nowhere in this country, Khoi Khoi and sound people have signed any articles of capitalization transferring the land to somebody who fought with them for the control or the ownership of the land. So therefore, in my opinion, we never lost our land. There's a big difference between land use and land ownership. Land ownership still retained with the Khoi and the San people at land use has been abused by the colonizers. They use the land currently that is still owned by the Khoi and San people. An example of that is the is the Richtersfeld versus Alex Core court court case. It's an old constitutional case, yeah. Yes. If you if you listen, if you look very carefully to that to that court case and what the court is pronounced on that. The court has pronounced, in particular, to say that uh, the Nama people have never lost their right to the land. So, therefore, the court ruled to say that the Nama people, the land must be returned to the Nama people together with the land rights, the mineral rights, and everything else. Because the 18 47 in 1860, annexation of the, the Nama territory was never a complete territory, so therefore the 
the rights of the people is still being retained. So therefore, in terms of land, that uh, we never lost our land. So people are confused when they talk about land ownership. There's two things that, that, that create a big problem. The South African people of the South African uh, government, when they wanted to change Section 25 of the Constitution to say that um, Section 6 of uh, six, uh, Chapter 25, Section 25, Section 6, 7, and 8, or 9, to say that they can now uh, take the land that used to belong to the, to, to the indigenous people and turn that into or uh, make land available for people that has never been um, part of the historical ownership of the land. And then they went one step further to say that the expropriation act. Now, if you ask the question, expropriation from who? If you never, if you still have the, if the ownership of the land still retains within the coin and sun, and the land use is located within other people, let me not get into the names. So who are you really taking the land from? Effectively, it means that you take the land from the coin and the sun people. Let me park it there. Let me take, let me take the next question. Let's, 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 KGM, he called in the previous hour or in the previous show, he's calling in this one twice in as many attempts. Welcome, KGM. We have missed you both. Taviso and I were talking about you in between the two shows. You want to contribute, I bet. Good evening, uh, Good evening to your guest and to, to the fellow listeners. Mm. Look, as, as a, as a coed descendant myself, um, I respect the fact that we have allowed ourselves to be dictated to with legitimized illegitimate things, including the constitution that doesn't recognize us as the core people. Now, this thing needs, needs time, so as well, but the long and short of the story is we should not be negotiating with thieves. Now, if, if me and you and your guest jump into a boat and we end up in America, and we, 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 didn't, we don't have paperwork that shows that we entered the right way. We become illegal immigrants. Now, we're negotiating with illegal immigrants. Uh, the, the history, even the one that they told, the story that they, they call history, their own story, illegitimizes the, 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 the very mantra of the so-called ownership of land. Now, as the owners of the land, we are not even included in this con- uh, conversation. The, the systematic uh, alienation of the real owners of the land is actually catching up with, with the so-called the powers at, uh, that be. But just a long story short, Songhez, I think we, we need to stop legitimizing this illegal injust, injustice that is being correlated with the so-called documents like the Constitution for that matter and come to the real talk of saying the owners are here. Don't talk about us and our property and our rights as if we don't, we don't, we are not. Something tells them that they have instinct. We are all gone. We, we've forgotten. 
they don't even recognize us. And that is where we should start. And enforce the fact that, including the, 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 the judges, the, the legal system, all of it, until you recognize us, there's nothing to talk about. You just have to bring back what belongs to us and we'll take it from there. When you say until us, or when you say until we are recognized, what do you mean? So the Constitution doesn't recognize the coercion community. There's no part of the Constitution. When you fill an application form, you can you are lucky to, to fill in Isitosa or Sichuana or Sizulu. There's mm. no nothing, no mention of us. Whether language, culture, anything, we are not recognized by people who found us here, dictated to us, took advantage of us, and today we must beg to even for them to recognize that we're alive. Okay, fair enough. Thank you so much, KGM. I'm going to give an opportunity for Martinez to respond to that on the question of recognition in particular because I have all of one minute to go, Martinez. When the Khoi and the San communities cry for an absence of who they are in the public space, their language doesn't exist, they don't have representatives in high office, in high public office for the purposes of ensuring that they continue to agitate for what is rightfully theirs or certainly what they believe they are entitled to. How is that corrected? Who bears the onus to recognize the unrecognized and how? Well, that's, uh, that's a very interesting question you're asking me. Is At the moment, we sit with uh, an, an act that has been or a piece of legislation that has been enacted in, in, on the 20th of November 2019. They call it X3 of 2019. And they say that for the first time, Koi and San people are recognized. But let me tell you, that is only on paper. If you look at that piece of legislation, it say, it's in the, it's in the word, the Koi of the traditional and koi in sun. So therefore, it immediately raised the question between traditional and koi in sun. Now, in the traditional section, they say it can be a king-queen, it can be um, king-council, queen-council, and they have a right to jurisdiction. But on the other hand, they say a Koi in San person can only be a chief or a headman or something with no jurisdiction. The second thing they say is that for a Koi in San leader to be recognized, it must he must he or she must approach the, the premier of the province where he is located and say, "I need to be recognized as a as a chief or." whatever the leadership title you want to. And then the premier then have to say, a, a call the, the commission, the commission have to look at, and the commission have five years time to recognize you. And unfortunately, if you are not recognized as a legitimate leader with a, with a traceable lineage, there's a clause in the act that says that you can be, that you become a criminal. So they can criminalize you. There's two, there's a fine or either a, a um, you can be, be jailed for, for uh, fraud. Now that's a very interesting, that's, those things are never 
um, the, the people of the Nguni and the, the uh, Zulu tribes never went through those kind of things. And the, the weird thing is I came from a family where you almost die with your boots on. I'm going to have to leave it there, Martinez. I I really don't have time, but I do appreciate the fact that it ultimately does boil down to the fact that Aisha raised earlier on representation, Mm -hmm. representation, representation, in the absence of representation, in the absence in many respects, which many of the callers have also spoken to, coordination of making sure that the issues that are most important and paramount, so to speak, do come through to the fore. It does sound and seem to me that we will be here in five years' time if nothing changes. But certainly it is the start of a conversation, I dare say, an ongoing conversation. So, Cyril, we might just indulge you, not necessarily next week, but in the life of the show and in having such conversations. 21.48, um, hmm, three minutes over time. Beg your pardon, but it is time. Good night.